0: I'm Joshua from Ask the Child Whisper, and I am here to offer you some parenting help that is real life for real life kids. Whether you have a mellow kid or super spicy, I'm the coach for you. We talk about the morning rush. I know your favorite time of day, right? (laughs) So for most of us, yeah, no, it is not the highlight of our day. It's kind of like the combat you wake up to right? You feel like I'm under fire. I'm under the gun. I'm, you know, trying to beat the clock. All the odds are against me. And that's how we wake up because we're trying to get to work. We're trying to get to a meeting. We're trying to get to a play date. We're trying to get to school. We're trying to get somewhere. But the morning somehow is in the way of starting the day. And that is pretty much the mentality that cripples all of us. Because we wake up trying to get through the morning instead of being in the morning. So I know you're wondering, what does all of this mean? And how are you going to help me get my kids out the house without screaming and yelling? Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to realize and respect the fact that the morning time is most of the time hard work for all types of personalities of children. Yes, there are the ones who are fueled by anxiety to get to a certain place, so they have to line it up, but they bring a certain kind of angst to the setup anyway, right? Because there something's not going to work, or it's not how they expected it, or why are you slowing me down? I'm trying to get the red car first. We need to go get on the yard first. And then there's people who just move slow like molasses, and you're repeating yourself a million times. Um, And there's all these personalities in between. So what I want to tell you about the morning routine is oftentimes we are not clear about our goal. And I want you to have clarity when you wake up in the morning. So clarity in the morning means you're not hoping and wishing your kid is magically transformed into a different personality type. You're waking up knowing who you're working with. Right. So if you have a spicy kid in the morning, I'm expecting a tantrum. I'm expecting a little bit of chaos. Like I'm expecting it. So therefore, I'm not holding it against anyone. Um, if I have a kid who moves too fast or plays too much, whatever it is, I'm like, well, yeah, that's going to happen this morning. That's going to happen. Therefore, when it happens, I'm not surprised. So that's one element, right? You wake up and realize who you're working with. The second thing I want you to realize is that we have to be clear about our goals. So the morning is not a time to teach people things. Let me say that again. Morning is not filled with teachable moments. It really isn't. At least I don't think so. I think that's something that ends up handicapping the process. I think the morning is about fluidity. Teaching ourselves to be fluid how can we do all of these transitions fluidly, calmly, without getting agitated? That's the true goal because in the morning, a lot of things happen. So you see the morning as like basic pieces to your child. It's a thousand moving parts. It's a lot of moving parts that have to happen. So they have to get up out of the bed They have to figure out, do I need a call from my mom or I'm getting up by myself? Am I going to run and play or I'm going to ask if I can play? Do I need a pee first? Do I need a diaper change? Do I need to run away from the diaper change? Is she going to come in or is daddy going to come in? Who do I want to come in the room? Oh, it's the nanny. Oh yeah, I want the nanny. So your kid has a lot of things on their mind when they open their eyes. So one of the things that we forget is that children have their whole a world going on in their mind. They're not empty slates. Like that was over probably a couple weeks into being on this earth. Your child started to realize they have to take in data. They have to start figuring out systems. They have to wonder what to anticipate, what they are trying to avoid. All these things are already happening. When your kid opens their eyes, you are functioning as if your kid has nothing going on except for what would you like me to do? And pretty much that phase is over. A lot of kids have that phase, but it's very short because as they accumulate experiences in the world, now they have systems that they're trying to figure out, do I use this system? Do I not use that system? Do I cry? Do I tantrum? Do I say, okay, Um, do I hesitate? Do I do it quickly? All of these systems are already now in your child. And so their files, they have a, a lot of files now where you're thinking there's no files. It's an empty system. So one, right, you wake up and you realize who your kid is. Two, you're very clear about, hey, I'm just trying to get a fluid forward movement out the door. That's what I'm trying to do, right? Because the more fluid you can make it in the morning, that becomes the impression of their mornings. When you have a lot of rough mornings, your kid wakes up anticipating tension, friction, fighting, yelling, arguing, tantruming, they start to line up all those strategies in case they need them. What we're trying to do is to shift them into thinking about other strategies to implement. And the only way they can imagine or line up those strategies is if you adjust your strategies and your outlook on this part of the day. So in the morning, I often hear parents say, but I'm yelling. I don't want to be a yeller. And I'm like, right, but you're yelling because you're hoping and wishing one and your goals are probably not aligned with this part of the day. So the first thing we're going to let go of, your kid needs to be absolutely independent in the morning. For some personality types, this is possible. For other parent, uh, child personality types, this is a lot to do in the morning, which means that's where you're putting in all of your attention, your energy, but you're under the clock. So how kind will your coaching be? How relaxed will you be? Right? The odds are against you that you can be really calm and present and not add additional stress to your child. So I want you to think about Hey, my goal is to get out with as little friction as possible. So that means you're probably going to implement the team approach. Let's get your shoes on. Here's one for you. I'll do your other foot. Hey, I'm going to put your socks on. Tell me about how many bikes are in your yard. Because I know everyone runs to try to get them. How many are there on the yard, right? So your child is picking up their foot, shoving it in the sock, because now it's become a collaborative goal, right? to get the socks on but what they're really interested in is you are interested in the bikes they've been dying to tell you or they've been wondering why you don't know about the bikes so your shift in clarity fluidity to get out the door let's approach things as a team as opposed to me against you Helps your kid realize we're all, I'm trying to help you achieve whatever goal it is. Now, I know some of you are going to say, no, Josh, you don't understand. My kid hates going to school. My kid ha- does not want to be there. And so they're already trying to put up their defenses, right? They're trying to stop all forward motion. And for those kids, what what are you teaching? Again, you're teaching fluidity. In this moment, in this moment... I know you're thinking about school. I know, I know you, are you thinking about your teacher? Are you wondering about the bikes? Are you wondering about the shovels? But in this moment, can you take a pause and just eat one bite? Eat one bite and then tell me, do you want to talk about the cereal next? Or do you want to talk about the bikes again? Or what's on your mind? So, I'm trying to slow children down to see in this moment there are actually a lot of choices, but I'm going to highlight two obvious choices eat, talk, eat, talk. Um, It helps their mind slow down a bit, slow down a bit because it's probably swirling with worry or fear or whatever else is on their mind. So, the ability to think about the morning as it's your ramp it's your ramp. So if you're getting onto the freeway and you're on the ramp, you're not doing mascara. You're not checking your phone. You're not lost in your thoughts because on ramps are tr- transitional, right? You're only on it for a little bit. And so that's how you have to think about your morning. Like it's just your on ramp to the day. So that's why you can't get muddled with minutia. You can't get, you need to carry your lunchbox to the car. You need to do, for me, those things are not things that I would coach in the morning. I know. I hear some of you thinking, no, he's going to carry that friggin' lunchbox. I'm like, you know what? You could take it to, I don't care how it gets there. Today, that's not the primary goal. Today, the goal is a little bit more ease, maybe a little sprinkle of happiness and joy, if you will, when you get out the door. And then we can layer on. Afterwards, you start picking up the rhythm. Now your kid can add the next layer of carrying their lunchbox to the car because they figured out how to maneuver all these other parts. They're successful. So now they have room, right? They have bandwidth to add another app, if you will. The lunch carrying app, the backpack carrying app. So be mindful of if you haven't fine-tuned one part adding more elements is not going to work. It's not going to work for you, and it's not going to work for your child. So it's a different way, right, of thinking about the morning. It's a different way of thinking about the morning. Um, If you're trying to throw in some learning, some math, some reading, remember, they're going to do that with their bigger village anyway, with their teachers, with their daycare, with their nannies. They're going to do that Anyway, for the bulk of the day, so you don't need to worry or do those elements. You can do those elements if it brings you joy, but don't do those elements because you feel it's a job or this is what good parents do. Because trust me, your delivery will be dry, intense, and you will just have a disconnect with your child that will impact everything else you're asking them to do. You will have much better. Success, if your kid feels seen and heard and you're moving together on that on-ramp, you're moving together on the on-ramp as opposed to you're dragging your kid. So yes, mourning is a difficult time, but it's also a great time to reflect on what works for you and what doesn't. And I guess we're going to end on this note. Everyone has a way they do mourning either you get dressed first, then you dress your kids, or you take care of the kids and you get dressed, or you eat certain things, but you at the bar, or you at the table, or some of you eat in the car. Um, when you brush your teeth, when your kids brush their teeth, uh, when you check your phone, when you reply to things, when your kid plays, when they don't play, there's so many parts of, of the morning that you don't slow down to consider. So what I want you to do And instead of calling this a challenge, this is your experiment. I want you to notice like, what are your personal systems for the morning? Do all of those parts need to happen in that order? Can you change the order? Are there elements that can be eliminated and done later? So now that you've looked at yourself in your own process, like which parts are hard, which parts are you dragging through, which parts do you always forget. Once you fine tune your morning, it gives you great practice for now looking at your kid's morning and just looking at all the parts. What parts do they add? What things make up their morning routine? Does your kid look at the TV? Does your kid have to run out and pick up I don't know, a ball off the front yard that they left. Does a kid have to wave to the parent that leaves super early? So what are all the parts that make up your kid's morning? So you're not judging. You're just finally slowing down to notice them. Now, which parts can you join in? Because you realize, oh, that's kind of fun. I would kind of, I do have time a minute or two to do this or that draw with him or lean over and say, oh, what? Read me one line from that, send, from that book or whatever. But then there's going to be other parts that you realize, oh, that's when I interrupt. Oh, that's when I make the suggestion. Or that's when I need him or her to do this or that. Those are now, now you have enough data that you can start doing what you did to your routine. Maybe I need to change the order. Maybe I need to approach it as a team rather than a personal individual pursuit. Now you can streamline the morning because no systems are perfect. And even if you have a perfect system, they tend to expire as we evolve as humans. So what worked for you at 19, 27, 38 may not work for you today. Same thing with your child. What used to be an easy morning routine is not. Why? Because they have a lot of experience behind them. So now they're considering other options. They're also balancing out your energy in the morning. So morning time can be easier. Can it be perfect? You're not shooting for perfect. I mean, if you have a perfect morning, slow down and appreciate it. (laughs) Slow down and appreciate it for what it is. Today, This Tuesday was fantastic. Can you remember what worked? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But your goal is not to copy it, it's to embrace that it happened, that it happened once. When you get eager and try to replicate, you don't live in the joy. Your kid doesn't learn to live in the joy. You start to learn to nitpick to not be satisfied, to be anxious. And so slowing down to enjoy successful moments or transitions is a mini celebration. And we all need mini celebrations in our life. So I'm going to wrap it up with mornings can be intense. My question is, what do you expect versus what actually happens? The things that, are, that you want to happen, are they reasonable? Or are they not reasonable? If you are getting intense, remember, you can always stop being intense. You actually can. You're like, no, but I can't be late. I'm like, but you're already late anyway. You're already late anyway. So why do you have to pile on the misery? Why is piling on misery your only option? When you can choose to slow down, you can choose to breathe, you can choose to be regretful in your mind, but it doesn't necessarily always have to turn into a battle because in the end, everyone remembers the battle. No one walks away with new strategy. And what you're doing is you're imprinting The morning is battle time. It's a battle zone. And you don't want that. And I don't want that. And your child really doesn't want that. So think again about your morning. What can you make of it? What is beautiful about it? What is wonderful about it? What is kind of a pain? Well, yeah, you're living with a living person with ideas. So you're not always going to agree. So accept that there are going to be bumps, but they're supposed to be there. Your kids are not supposed to be robots. They're supposed to be thinking people who are considering other options, who have different preferences. That's how it's supposed to be. So when you're asking me, but shouldn't it be easier? It should be easy-ish, easy-ish. I hope you have a great rest of the day. I hope this is helpful please send me an email info at askthechildwhisperer.com. If this resonates with you, or if you're like, can you speak specifically to this one problem? And I'd love to create a podcast for you so that you feel supported, seen and heard. Have a great rest of the day.